wish you could hear God's voice? Are you struggling to find stillness in the busyness of mom life? Is being present daily and sometimes moment by moment a battle for you? Welcome home, sister. This is Unabridged Faith. Aloha, my name is Paige Amber Bacani. I am a lover of Jesus, wife, mama, and mentor. After living by my own strength for years, I finally gave up and took a chance on Him. The simplest way to describe what the Lord has done in my life is that I was one way and now I am completely different. I want that for you. My mission is to journey alongside you as we openly grow in our faith by being present with God's Word, practicing prayer, pursuing fellowship, and sharing powerful testimonies. If you want to learn how to invite God's peace into your heart, motherhood, and mind, I know this podcast will speak to you. Slip on your shoes, strap on your little ones, and let's go for a walk. We have a date with the Lord. All my love, your sister, Paige. Aloha, aloha, sweet sisters. I feel at this point in time, I can just be totally honest with you guys. I am going to keep this episode very short, yet very sweet, because my husband has been sick all week and it has not been awesome. He is feeling better, praise God, and I am about to go cook them dinner in about 15 to 20 minutes. So I really wanted to pour into you guys before I do that. I rarely ever get until the point where I am recording the night before I publish, but God has just been so sweet and we've been focusing on so many other things where he's been putting our direction Um, Kind of a little bit of an insight, mainly towards a new church here in Lincoln that he has plugged us into called City Light. We adore it, and I'm very excited to share with you guys more about everything that he's doing there and how he's connecting us, and it's incredible. However, right now, with the limited time that I have, I want to give you guys value through five verses talking about God's love. The first four are going to reassure you and affirm for you, hopefully not the first time, but maybe for the first time, that there is absolutely nothing you can do that would ever earn God's love for you because he loved you before you knew what love was. And then this fifth one is just a beautiful verse about God's character and how he is love. There's no separation between him and love. Without him, there is no love. He is love. I could say that in so many different ways with so many different fluctuations of my voice, but that is what it is. God equals love in all of its totality and entirety that we can just barely understand as humans, but that it's beautiful that we even have a thought that comes to mind when we hear love, right? That we are able to even be in relationship with our creator and that he has so blessed us with relationships within his creation. So before I go on a tangent about love and say a hundred more times, God is love, I'm going to get right into the Bible. Again, I have my paper Bible, so you'll probably hear me flipping back and forth, but it's just sacred. We're going to begin in 1 John 4, 19 is the one I want to focus on, but 18 is a beautiful lead-in. So, 1 John 4, 18 through 19 says, There is no fear in love. I'm going to say that again. There is no fear 
in love. What does that even mean? No fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. God can make us perfect in love. And this is verse 19. We love him because he first loved us. Like I said to begin, he loved us before we even knew what love was. And the only reason we can even love him is because he loves us. The second verse that I want to share with you guys is Romans 5, 8. It says, But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So I had this thought and I hear this thought often that we need to clean up our lives or when we get older, we'll come to God. And there's so many different variations of that belief. But this verse completely expels that in love. So I'm going to read it again. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Before we even knew that there was a God, before we were even born onto this earth, Jesus Christ died for us. The third verse is 1 John 4, 9 through 10. And it says, In this, the love of God was manifest, which just means to be made clear towards us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sin. And I'm going to continue on. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another, which goes into maybe what I'll talk about next week. But his end in loving us isn't just to love us. It's also to spur us on to loving others because he loved us while we were still sinners. He loved us before we even knew about him. He modeled for us how to love those who don't love us. We didn't love him and then he loved us because we loved him. No, he just loved us because he just loved us because he just is love. And he modeled so beautifully what every parent gets to experience. You have this child and you love them. This child doesn't even know you, but you love them. And as they grow, they come to love you as well. But when they were born, before they were born, I don't know about you guys, but before Jacob was even born, I was praying for him. I loved him already before he was even conceived. And that's God's love for us, partially. I can't get into all of the ins and outs right now, but not only did he love us, he loved us so much that that same child that we just talked about, he gave his son, his only son, for us to be propitiation, or in other words, to come in place of, for our sins. I don't know if I will ever grasp this concept 
in its entirety that God sent his son, Jesus, who was totally perfect in every way and who God and Jesus and Holy Spirit have a perfect communion, a perfect union, a perfect unity. And for the first time ever, God turned from Jesus because God turns from sin. He Sin cannot be in his presence. He is entirely holy. He is entirely set apart. And in that moment when Jesus took our sin upon him, God turned from him. That's why on the cross, Jesus is crying out, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? There's so much here. Again, I, I can't even go into it because I can't even claim to understand it, but I ponder it. What does that mean? God turned from Jesus. What does that mean that he took my sin? What does that mean that he died for me? How many people have you died for because you love them? Well, nobody, because you're listening to this. And how many people have died for you because they loved you? I can't answer that question, but I would assume not very many of us. Jesus died for us. He's perfect. Perfect. And I just want to make sure that we don't miss this. The reason he died wasn't only for our sin, but so that we might live through him. Because we know that the wages of sin are death. And without Jesus Christ, death is our eternal end. But I'm going to read this again. And it says, in this, starting in verse 9, the love of God was made manifest or clear towards us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. So there is an end even to him sending Jesus. And it's that we would so surrender ourselves and our lives and our desires and our wishes and our wants to him and live through Christ. This takes us to the well-known verse, John 3.16, which the previous verse, 1 John 4.19-11, through 11, was referencing. And it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Again, the wages of sin are death. Without Christ, our eternity was death. But he came so that we might live. And I'm going to read on into verse 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. I hope you guys are hearing a theme here, that it is through Jesus that we are saved, that it is through Jesus that we live, that we are called to live through Jesus. And I can't claim to fully understand what that means, but for us to just meditate on that, and by that what I mean is, thinking on it over and over again and coming to the Lord and asking about it, praying about it. God, what does it mean to live through Jesus? And as I was thinking about this and recording, another verse came to my mind that I'm going to share with you guys right now. And I think this would also be a beautiful way for us to ask God, what does it mean that all things were created through Jesus? This verse is Colossians 1.16. And it says, 
I'm actually going to start at Colossians 1.15. He is the image of the invisible God, Jesus. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. All creation. Verse 16. For by him all things were created. All things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, things we don't even know about, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things, in case we didn't get it yet, were created through him, through Jesus, and for Jesus. We were not only created through Jesus, we were created for Jesus. This is so beautiful, you guys. I'm having insights right along with you. Wow. So we are going to go on to our last verse, which is Psalms 86, 15. Sisters, if you are not reading your Bible daily, I just have to put this in. Please reach out to me. Please email me. I want to get with you. I want to help you get this knowledge. And knowledge means light. I want it to light up your life. I want it to light up your mind. I want it to light up your heart. I want it to light up your relationships, your home, your work. Whatever it is that you do, God's word is our light. God's word is our source. God's word is how we remember who we are. It's how we know our identity. It is our identity already as believers, but we can have an identity and not know it. And that's how I've lived for so long in my Christian walk and in my life. And he is just unrevealing a whole new veil to me. And it has been absolutely incredible to remember that Christ is my first love, my first love, and that I can put myself back on that altar with him, back into that commitment every moment of every day. And whenever I realize that I crawled off the altar, please be with me. I hope you guys are still with me. I'm kind of all over the place. Um, in Romans, it talks about that we are meant to be living sacrifices. And a vision that I have of that is that in the Old Testament, a sacrifice is dead, right? It's been sacrificed. It's dead. It's not coming off the altar unless you take it off the altar. But God has blessed us with free will. Therefore, if we are a sacrifice, it's because we chose to be a sacrifice. And because we are living, we can choose to crawl on and unfortunately off the altar. And if I'm being honest, I find myself doing that many times a day. So as a living sacrifice, we have the opportunity anytime that we miss the mark, which is another way of saying sin, anytime we do that, we have the choice to get right back on that altar. We have the choice to right away become a living sacrifice again, to enter in that, into that union, that communion, that unity with Jesus. Because ultimately, what else are we doing? We were created through him. We were created for him. Yeah, what else are we doing? So the last verse that I want to share with you guys is Psalms 86, 15. And this is on the Lord's character, on God's character. But you, O Lord, are a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and abundant in mercy and truth. That's our God. That's the God that we serve. He has so much power. He could be 
anything. But what is he? He's full of compassion. He's gracious. He's long-suffering or patient. And that is merciful, that he is patient, that he has not come back yet, that he is allowing time for those who have not chosen him to choose him. Because once he does return, there is no second chances, which is why we speak of him now, his goodness, his love, his grace, his compassion, his graciousness, and abundant in mercy and truth. So sisters, forgive me, love me. I know this was a fire hose. I'm sure you can hear my boys upstairs. There's water running of some sort. I'm not sure if we decided it was bath time early <laughs> or what, but I want you to know that I love you. And I can honestly say that without knowing who you are because God loved me before I knew love, before I even knew him. And I have the same blessing to love my sisters in Christ before I even know them because of the love that was extended to me. And like the verse said, ought we not to love others with that love that has been given to us? I am so in love with Jesus. I am so in love with his word. And I really wanna to get to know you guys. It, it's, a, it's such a big desire now that we've had a house and we've been able to welcome people in. I'm just on fire to come together with the body of Christ. And a couple exciting announcements actually is that the website is up and running. Again, English is my language, not technology, although God has been gracious in teaching me. And so many sisters have just rallied around me and mentored me and helped me. Um, one in particular that I'm very excited about. And it's been a journey, but the website is up. If you look it up, it's not gonna come up yet, especially on Google. I don't know something about the page and the URL and we're getting there, but if you type in or click the link that I'll put in the show notes, unabridgedfaith.com, it is live. It just says that it's still untitled. Please visit it. It's so, it's one page. It's so small. It's so cute. I have so much love in it and I'd love for you guys to look at it. I would love for your feedback. Even if you guys would just put in the let's connect part, or I think I put, did I miss a question? Just say hi, or all my love, just anything so that I can have your email so that I can connect with you so we can go back and forth. It would bring me so much joy. And on top of that, the course is recorded entirely. It is not completely put together. And I also haven't felt the Lord's hand of approval to launch yet. So I am continuing to be persistent and patient in prayer about that. However, I do have an email wait list started. I don't know how to do the fancy click and then you go to a page and you put in your own email yet <laughs> besides the get connected on my website. However, if you email me at unabridgedfaith at gmail.com, just say, hey, sweet sister, I'm so excited to be connecting with you. This is my email. Please put me on the wait list for the Unabridged Faith Framework. I would be more than happy to do that. I can promise you at this point in time, you will not be getting a, an abundance of emails from me because I do not know how to send one, let alone an abundance. <laughs> but that will change. I have full faith that it will. So if any of those options are something that you feel Holy Spirit tugging on you, please be obedient because this is what happens. You get full. You get full of his love, his joy, and you can't help but outpour it. it it's, it's undeniable. 
I love you guys. I'm going to end this in prayer and go feed my boys. Father God, we love you so much. We love you so much. Thank you for loving us before we even knew what love was. Thank you for the joy and the peace and the presence and the energy and the excitement and inspiration, all of this that you freely offer to us through Jesus. God, I just ask that if you haven't lit a flame in any of these women, that you would light her flame that she would come to you, Lord, come to know you more intimately. And if you have already lit our flame, Lord, like you have for me, please fan it. Please make it grow for you, God, like I've been asking and like I've been needing and like you have been so faithful to do. Because we can't even do that. We can't even light our own flame. We need you. We can't even grow our own flame. We need you. So I'm crying out on my behalf and on the behalf of all of my sisters and maybe even some brothers listening right now, Lord, grow our heart for you. Grow our flame for you. Give us a hunger and a desire to be in your word, to spend time with you, to talk to you, to be with the body of believers, to host others, to love, to be in your love, to ponder these verses that I've shared, to ponder what does it mean that we were created through Jesus and for Jesus? I don't know, but I'm so grateful that you've given me a heart to want to know and that you have given me a mind that has the ability to think on these things. And that it doesn't have to be a super spiritual thing every single time, whatever that means. I can literally be in my car and start thinking about your love and turn off the radio and start talking to my son like Jacob what do you think that it means for Jacob to, for <laughs> for Jesus to love us what do you think it means that we were created through Jesus I just thank you for the relationships I thank you for the space and time to record this I thank you for all that you are all that you offer and that you are and were and have been and will be entirely outside of our existence but that you chose to love us before we even existed. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, so very much. Please extend this love that you have been so gracious to show me this intimacy to the sisters, my sisters, your bride that is listening right now. Please, in this next week, carve out time and space for them to just be with you. And maybe they don't know what that looks like right now, but I ask that you would continue showing them and that you would bring women into their lives or women that they can reach out to that can show them what it looks like to simply be in your presence because we need you now more than ever. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys so much. As always, you know how to get a hold of me. Please check out the cute little website. It was made with you in mind. And I love you guys. Mwah. Aloha, sweet sister. I am eager to connect and hear how the Lord spoke to you through today's episode, or maybe even throughout the week, because I trust that He did. I want to ask you to pause and help me with a quick favor. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, 
please take a moment and share how through leaving a heartfelt review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other women, like us, find unabridged faith. Your kind words fill my heart with so much joy, and I have hope that your review also encourages others. If you are ready to go all in with your faith, please email me at unabridgedfaith at gmail.com so we can stay in touch. And come join our community of faith-filled women at facebook.com slash unabridgedfaith. I trust that the Lord will continue to use this podcast to draw us near to His heart. And I pray for a week full of intention and connection as we grow in unabridged faith. In Jesus' name.